Now, as racing edges ever closer, gosh, it's exciting to say that now, isn't it? Uh, to the start of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship season at the beginning of August, lots of preparations underway and many of the teams returning to work uh, to make the final, final adjustments to the cars before we get out to Donington Park. And I'm delighted that joining me on the line is Zoe Timbrell, team manager for BTC Racing. Zoe, uh, welcome. You must be like a coiled spring ready to go now after all that lockdown yeah absolutely i mean it seems like such a long time since media day and we <laughs> haven't turned a wheel it's <laughs> crazy really but yes primed and ready we are now zoe your team manager at btc racing um which in itself is no mean feat because as we know there aren't a lot of women uh, in motorsport and i think you're the only female team manager is that right at the btcc i believe i am yes unless there are any new additions that i'm not aware of to the paddock this season i am yes it's strange actually it's something that was um we've discussed a lot over the weekend as well with um the inclusivity and motorsport thing as a paddock we actually have a lot of females in the paddock which is awesome there's always space for more um, and um, it's good that there are lots of role models for people up and down the paddock in various various roles, which I think is really good. I didn't realise when I first started that there weren't any female team managers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't Trailblazing. know if there's a reason for that or not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about your specific role as team manager with BTC Racing um, in a moment. But mm -hmm. um, what's your background? How did you end up in motorsport? I went to my first motorsport race when I was 15 and I thought it was amazing. I had no idea that it could involve a career at all. And I, I, saw, I went, I loved it and I sort of parked it there. And then when I left university, I took a, a job working for a, a manufacturing company that made made bits for racing cars. And um, I so I actually found my love of motorsport through the engineering side um, by mistake again, really. Um, and it's been somewhat addictive. Um, and that's kind of how I, I you know, sort of um, worked in a paddock as a supplier for many years um, yeah. and then um, had the conversation with her about joining BTC Racing in their maiden year. And um, yeah, haven't really, well, haven't really looked back since. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting um, journey, that's for sure. <laughs> Thousands of people who watch motorsport at whatever level, um, many of them dream of perhaps doing what you've done, but particularly working close to their, their hobby and their passion. Uh, but it is a competitive and, and tough old game, isn't it? What what would you say were the, the sort of key skill sets that somebody might need thinking about going to work in motorsport and, and top tips for them really about how they might uh, start on that journey? Um, I think for my, one of the hardest lessons to learn really is just how it's challenging on many levels. Obviously it's a competitive sport, so it's challenging in that respect. You, you know, every, every part of the team has to be performing as efficiently and as best as possible, but also it's long days, you have to be resilient um, and it requires sort of managing yourself through some real highs and lows. And unfortunately in motorsport, the, the lows are unfortunately a bit greater than the highs um, in terms of frequency. So you, it's remembering those highs and using the lows to just push yourself forward. And yeah, I think I've just, always said yes to any experiences any experience um or opportunities i've 
I've not shied away from and so perhaps sometimes I ought to have done I, there was a time when I was working four jobs and I think most people would have said that was too many <laughs> um but I think that that's all part of it it's pushing yourself it's that resilience and just pushing yourself is probably one of the most important things and not giving mm. up um or letting someone tell you oh you know you'll never make it. I guess there's an interesting balance, particularly in things like motorsport, which can be a, a seasonal thing. Some, a lot of people working in the motorsport industry don't necessarily work all year round for, for the same uh, team or the same people. And mm. therefore, you get into that interesting area of being self-employed and freelancing yeah. and setting up your own business. And it, it, you have to be a really multifaceted operator on a business level, as well as yeah. delivering the skills that you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that um, that I hadn't quite prepared myself for initially when I went from being, the, you know, the security of full-time employment to working um, two days a week for one person and some time for another and and having that ability to bring it all together, to look after your accounts, to do your own marketing, to do your own, um, all your own admin, to be organised, to sometimes it's not easy to get out of bed you know sometimes that sort of stuff is is not quite so easy when you don't have someone waiting for you um at a desk to um on a monday morning so those are the sorts of things that i hadn't quite prepared myself for (laughs) but you especially with the seasonality is you get so used to in the summer and through the season you know being away lots and being really really busy then it gets to the winter and the the days get shorter and the work gets less and there are no urgent deadlines really pushing you on in the same way you kind of really miss that really dynamic environment that motorsport gives Mm. you in the winter it's it's so so different it's so different to manage i know a lot of people who work in in seasonal industries like that often feel there's a big a big hole in their lives during the the sort of off season or when they're not busy you get a lot of adrenaline from the motor racing don't you and then at the end of the season it's suddenly a come down and you need something to to fill that that gap in your life i suppose yeah it's so weird at the end of the season you feel this like huge exhaustion and all the adrenaline just you know you stop living off the adrenaline and initially it's quite it's quite nice because in a way you're sort of recovering but then you start to realize that there's like a bit of a gap (laughs) and there's no major pressure or you're not working towards something we i think in motorsport and i'm sure in many jobs you spend your wishing your life away the next Mm. weekend next race weekend next race next whatever um so we spend the whole season saying oh we're off to round two we're off to round three. Oh, this is the final round and then that's it and then all of that just sort of melts away and it's very odd um till you get to auto sport and then things start to the racing car show just start to get pick up from there really now your job as team manager with btc racing what does that involve well so i work for the team part-time so my role is predominantly event focused at the moment um and it is really from an organizational perspective making sure that everybody is in the right place at the right time um not breaking any regulations and essentially working as best together as we can be i mean in each team team managers roles are different all across the board but um the way that my role is evolved with um, the rest of the team is that mine is very much focused on a race weekend 
and about optimizing those few days that we're there to best achieve our objectives whether it's on the track or with um sponsors or creating content or or whatever it is it's about getting all those fulfilled and of course <laughs> when we go racing again uh, in uh, in a matter of a week's time there's going to be a whole new raft of regulations that you must be having mm. to get your head around at the moment <laughs> oh a <Yeah>. big scythe there <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I mean, so because, so we're off testing, um, at the moment, front and foremost of everybody's minds, I suppose, is how we best manage, manage things, both to keep our staff safe, obviously, which is of great importance, but also to ensure that we have no interruptions to um, our ability to go after the championships this year. Yeah, it's a case of making sure we're wearing masks at the right time, ensuring we're social distancing appropriately, how we manage our behaviour away from the race team and how that could impact the race team itself. It's been really interesting and motorsport's all about challenges and this is definitely a new challenge that I never thought we'd have to handle, but and I think it's changing all the time. Um, well, you're laughing, which is a good, <laughs> a good thing. Is that a yeah. nervous laugh because you're not quite sure what to expect when we go racing again? I mean, I think we have everything covered um, for for testing. I expect um, there may be some changes for um, when we get to go racing because everything is changing all the time and we can only do what we can do to protect ourselves. So, yeah, it's going to be, I imagine when we all arrive at the circuit, we're all going to be sort of walking up to each other to either shake hands or hug and then be sort of backing away going, oh, no, we mustn't do that. Um <laughs> So I think that'll be quite, it'll be quite funny. Hopefully everyone just stays healthy and we're all okay. Now, three drivers at BTC Racing uh, this season. Josh Cook, you uh, you know very well, and you know all the drivers well, I'm sure. But now coming to the team is also Tom Chilton and, uh, and Creasy, Michael Creese. Um, yep. What's the team manager relationship? What's your relationship with those those tr- three drivers going to be like this season? Three different characters, driver styles and I really want to be able to support them in ways that helps them maximise their performance on track. So by representing the um, the team and the drivers and also the TOKA regulations, just trying to meet somewhere in the middle hmm. so that all, um, all can work in harmony, very cringeworthy, but um, essentially just making sure that they have everything they need, but at the same time that they do everything that we need you know, with regards to um, looking out for the team or doing things for sponsors or um, any media requirements Mm. is interesting. And it is going to be different for each one because, you know, Tom's been racing for a long time. And so what he needs on a race weekend is very different to what Creasy wants on a a race weekend. Mm. And really what either of them wants is fine because whatever they want helps them go faster. As long as it's you know within reason, <laughs> then I will. Brushing up um, on your tact and to... diplomacy skills before <laughs> before the season starts, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, like it, it's funny. I mean, I we had a chat. I had a chat with um with Creasy, and you know, this is only his second year in the mm. championship, so it's very it's very different for him. You know, he had a cracking first year, and he's got a big family, and he's got loads of support, and it's amazing. It's very different to someone who's been in the championship for for many years, who this is what they do. Um, What he wants on a race day, he wants to feel, he wants to be surrounded by the people that make him feel like he can go faster. 
whereas perhaps for for someone like Tom it might be something different it might be um you know the right amount of food or the right types of food or you know just the right space to prepare for a, for a race so it's, it's really interesting understanding their different their different needs at the end of the day whatever works for them that makes them go faster um <laughs> and i'm happy really i suppose um i mean this year is going to be mega for us when we get going because we've got so much going on are there times when as team manager irrespective of whether you're a woman or not you're the team manager it's the job that's important not what gender you are that you have to put your foot down and there are occasions where conversations get shall we say robust is that is that fair yeah yeah so um <laughs> as i mean i know it's something that i've i've learned over the years to be honest my whole career i've um i've worked in We'll call them environments surrounded by lots of strong other personalities. <laughs> and sometimes you have to, when you know, but you have to stand up for what's correct. And certainly as my role of team manager, which is I commit the race team to run within regulations at every round. So it's my responsibility to ensure that we don't break any of the, the regs. And that is absolutely correct, because if you didn't have that, there would be absolute carnage, chaos. Mm all sorts and um and so yeah sometimes that means i have to deliver news that's disappointing um or that people don't like or agree with but i do have the um i am quite lucky when you're looking at at regulations they are black and white and so it means that i can't there's no there's no negotiation Hmm. something is allowed or it's not allowed (laughs) and so when i say it's not allowed it doesn't matter what another team is doing or another driver has done I'm not his team manager so um yeah it is interesting and also it's such a high pressured environment emotions will always run high I think it's important anyone that goes into motorsport just has to not be sensitive to to that sort of thing it has to be able to separate professional and personal um feelings because you might disagree with someone, but it doesn't mean that you're saying bad things about them. Do you see what I mean? Mm. It's that's always been um, that's been something that I've worked on over the years. I'm not going to lie, it's not always been the easiest. Um, but I mean, some of the some of my most stressful days ever in my entire career have been in the paddock, our paddock, mm. um, and they've not been in the last four years. So it was from my previous, but I still joined the paddock, so it can't have been that bad. Um, mm. But I definitely learned. I learned a lot from those days. So many women who work in industries that's where perhaps you don't always expect them to be, and perhaps motorsport's one of those, although you say mm. there are an increasing number of women in motorsport. So many of them uh, very often make a passing comment in that um, motorsport is a big family, yet there is still an element of them feeling that, not that they have to prove themselves, but they have to just be perhaps a little bit better all the time. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, so I one of the things I worked, I've worked hard at over the years is to not see myself as a female in motorsport. However, it's a really common thing. And I'm sure others would say the same. And I'm sure it's not intentional. But when you join, there is an expectation or I think you have to prove you can do the job. Whereas perhaps if you weren't female, maybe the assumption first would be you could do the job until you proved otherwise. So yeah. instead of joining a team and people assuming that you can do the job 
until you proved that you couldn't as a female you kind of had to prove it first yeah I think um I do think it's difficult there is also an assumption I've found many times that people assume they know what role I do and they assume I'm doing a role but and then they're kind of a bit embarrassed when I say that the role I'm doing because they don't expect to see me in this role it's really bizarre and that's always quite a challenge I don't I'm not easily offended so it doesn't really matter but um it is the sort of thing that um would put would put people off I think at the weekend at in the Grand Prix paddock because they'd restricted down the individuals that could attend um from a team perspective there was only two percent females in the paddock just mm. really low in the F1 paddock I think we've got quite a long way to go really I I don't mm. think touring cars is anywhere near that it's not that low at all but I think as the the most watched version of motorsport really mm. it's a bit disappointing it's not surprising mm. that um people don't expect to see females in those roles Zoe just finally um as I say we're back to work very soon uh, the season for the British Touring Car Championship starts at Donington Park on the 1st and 2nd of August a truncated season uh, which will edge into the uh, the realms of winter and darkness by the time we get to November it's going to mm. be an interesting one isn't it do you do you think it's going to be really fraught or do you think everybody's going to be laid back what 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 are you expecting when we go racing again so i think in august i hope there's going to be some good consideration made by all about the fact that we have very little time to turn the cars around Mm. in between rounds because between travel days and returning to and from the circuit really there is very little time so i'm hoping for that to be a consideration i think august is going to be a real test of endurance in many ways just because there's so many rounds in such a short space of time which i actually think is very exciting for it as a new challenge we all feel a bit odd i certainly feel a bit odd we had media day and then nothing's happened since i think we're all going to be a bit on the back foot perhaps um i'd really obviously like to see um all three of our drivers doing really well and it's going to be great to see Josh year two in the car as well, which mm. um, I think will, given how his first year went, was is going to be really exciting. And obviously with Tom and uh, Creasy as well, there's lots for us to be excited about. I do hope that we've got, when you looked at the F1, everything seemed a bit, everyone seemed a bit new to school. That would be quite cool if, if we have something a bit like that so that it's not the same, you know? I think that would be quite yeah. cool. Three very um, different yeah. drivers you, you've mentioned. Just I, How are you going to stop yourself from having a favourite? Well, I mean, <laughs> they're just three so different, awesome drivers. I think it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to it. The atmosphere in the team is going to be ace. Um, we've, like, over the years, worked really hard to have this really nice family feel, like, a nice closeness to the family and so and i think their personality is just going to slot in so nicely i'm really excited to get back to it um and i'm sure they'll all three be very very close to being just my three faves <laughs> what a fantastic answer um zoe it's been an absolute genuine pleasure to catch up with you and uh, particularly hear about how you got into motorsport and and your your view on on these things which is is superb as well so thank you very much the very best of luck for the season when we uh, start to go racing uh, and i'll look forward to catching up with you hopefully at donnington park on the first and second of august so for now zoe timbrell many many thanks thank you very much look forward to seeing you at donnington <laughs>